My name is Chemda, and I'm the girl of the Keith and the Girl Show. I'm Keith, and I'm the Keith of the Keith and the Girl Show. Keith and the Girl Show is a comedy podcast, records five days a week. You find it at keithandthegirl.com, download it for free at iTunes. Keith, you get your name in the show. Hemda, you're the girl. <laughs> Isn't that a bit unfair? Or do you have? To, are you representing the entirety of uh, women everywhere and Keith is just representing Keith's? Well, you know what? The name was actually Hemda's idea. I'll let her explain. Well, I, we get that question a lot, but the funny thing is, is uh, Keith gets it very angrily. And I find that interesting because if you're going to be, um, I guess, uh, Mostly, mostly people start with, hey, I'm a feminist or this isn't feminist-like or whatever that is, you know what I mean? And so I think it's interesting to just kind of yell at Keith about it instead of emailing me like, hey, how did this come about? You know what I mean? So the way that it happened is I didn't really see myself putting all the information about my personal life out there. I didn't really see myself as broadcasting the kind of material that Keith was already putting out there about himself. He had an unofficial blog at shite.com and he would post information about his day and his relationships, his parents, his his work, and he would just rat on everybody. I, I don't want to call it rat, but he would just, you know, post about everybody first and last name, all the little tidbits about what they did and what they did to each other. And I, I just was a little nervous about that. So I thought a little anonymity would help. And also, you know, from a business perspective, which I wasn't necessarily thinking at that time, Chemda is not the thing that, you know, falls out of people's mouths so easily unless you're from, you know, Israel or another country that has that letter that doesn't exist in this language. I felt more comfortable calling it Keith and the girl. Now the anonymity is gone. <laughs> it's, it's, and I'm fine with that because I actually found that I do prefer putting it out there and I do prefer, um, I, there's a, a different mindset that I found through podcasting that is, you know, I, I think I didn't put things out there because maybe I didn't want people to judge me or maybe I thought my private life was something that I needed to keep under wraps. But I feel like we all live the same private life. It's, you know, maybe the details are a little different, but no matter what we say, and we've said a lot of stuff, someone out there is... Um, feeling the same. Yeah, is feeling the same, has a similar experience, and you might even be helping them out by, by saying it out loud. So I love it now, and I still stand by the name. I really like the name. My private life is so boring, there's no way I could get over 1,900 podcasts out of it. You didn't want too much of your personal life out there. And yet, in 2005, Keith and the Girl podcast began. And it's daily. And at the time it began, you were a couple. Yeah, yeah, we were. Um, at the time, I think we were only dating like a year and a half in. And um, if you listen to the first few episodes, uh, you will hear me being more hesitant. And you will hear private things that I guess other people wouldn't say but it's gone further than that and now I just kind of share most of my life I still have private moments and things that maybe are just either not interesting or not any or, or not anybody's it, business not anyone's business <laughs> or just not this is not the material that I want to share we definitely still have a grip on what we put out there but um, what's funny is I should listen to the first few shows because I bet within a month I felt such freedom and such a sense of openness and the community was so good to me that I probably just within that month revealed way more than I anticipated. And it's not like I didn't want to, but I was hesitant to share that kind of information. And because I was hesitant, I didn't want to share the experience with Keith because I didn't want to make his to make him hesitant. I didn't want to make him reluctant to share something because my life had to do with his life. So I just wanted to make sure that he had the open environment to speak about whatever he wanted. Turns out it worked out this way. 
Um, now, take us back to that month in 2005. What got you to starting podcasting in the first place? Uh, my brother and Hemda's brother, separately, not knowing it, each told us uh, about the technology, about how um, maybe to pursue comedy. I was thinking about pursuing stand-up. And maybe I'd put something out there that would automatically go to people's computers or something I wrote automatically go to people's computers, which is what an RSS feed does, whether it's audio or otherwise. And then, so my brother said, why don't you do this? Hemda's brother told Hemda, why don't you do this? And you maybe you can do something that promotes your singing. Hemda's the greatest singer I ever heard. Oh, shucks. It's true. Aww. You can find find this at chemda.com. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest voice you ever heard. So it's like, okay, let's do, I don't know what, but let's do this podcast. Let's, uh, let's uh, promote our various things. And as we're doing it, we're telling some personal stories. We're reading, you know, news items and giving our opinion. And it took off. And the next thing you know, it was our it was our job. We quit the jobs we were doing. We put everything into it. And here we are nine years later. We didn't really expect it to just be what we do for a living. We thought that it would just kind of add to promoting whatever whatever else we were doing. We thought it would be sort of, you know, as an artist, you have to take all kinds of avenues to get your name out there, to get your work out there, to let people know about you and what you do. So we just thought that was another opportunity to showcase what we're trying to actually pursue. And at what point uh, after you began, did you manage to make it your jobs? What was interesting about podcasting is it was so new that, and, and we weren't business people, so we weren't even thinking that way. It was our audience that helped get us to monetize the podcast and eventually to quit our day job, they sort of asked for and demanded things. They said, where's your PayPal button? We want to donate to you. They said, where are your shirts? We want to buy your merchandise. And then, you know, they just kind of kept hinting at things that they would like to see. And then we started taking on more of a producer role because we started learning via doing it. It was really interesting. We just kind of thought, hey, what would we want out of, as, as an audience member, what would we want? And I thought, oh, I would love to see a live show. So for our 300th show, we did a live event, and that was really fun. So then we thought, what, what else can we do? And eventually, this just became everything, and it's amazing. Yeah, here's a little helpful tool to podcasters out there. Your audience wants to help you, and you have to let them. You have to offer them, in the beginning, a donate button. You have to offer them a T-shirt or something like this, even if uh, you know a third-party... Uh, emails it to them, uh, put together these live events. They they want to support you. You have to find a way to let them. I think even by the standards, though, of podcast listeners who are more devoted than you know, radio listeners, yours are particularly devoted. How many Keith and the Girl tattoos are in existence as far as you know? I believe it's over 130. And some of them look like they've been made with homemade branding irons. <laughs> some have made it with homemade branding irons. One person went to a tattoo shop and got a branding. And when you do it professionally, it's not like you would think like like you brand a cow. It's more humane, believe it or not. Well, depends who you ask, but it's more, it's more safe. And they, but they take a laser pen. First, they take a scalpel. They cut a little bit the outline of your tattoo, of your branding. And then they take a electric pen and they burn the skin and our logo being Hemda and myself uh you know our two 
characters, you can see at KeithandTheGirl.com, Henda has huge hair <laughs> and a huge dress. And this was very, very painful. I actually went with the person. <laughs> I left to get a sandwich. The burnt flesh was very nauseating. But yes, it's a, it's a, it's a big honor. If you go to KeithandTheGirl.com slash tattoo, you'll see all the tattoos there. You'll see the Keith and the Girl shirt on the Stanley Cup, this kind of thing. It's it's very exciting. It's flattering. It, it never gets old. I just uh, somebody called into this marathon that we just did, 38 hours straight. Two two new people have tattoos. It's still so exciting that people care so much. Yeah, they get into it. We take it dead seriously. It's it's our job, and they get into it. And they're into it for life if that's what they're getting. Right. Right. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> we, in fact, in my podcast, we had um, a Keith and the Girl fan ring up saying why did i video myself stapling my testicles to the keith and the girl book i remember that which is not only a mystery but i I thought should should keith and the girl be flattered should we be not flattered because it wasn't our book it's (laughs) it's so hard to know how to thread right it is it is very flattering we we had to put out a relationship book it's called what do we do now and we're very proud of it and to you know to get attention this person said you know what uh, if it reaches, you know, whatever on Amazon, I will staple my testicles to your book. And when he does it, yes, there's nothing more insane, but maybe we're keeping him from doing something worse. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm very flattered that he did it. You know, I don't have to live with the guy and he's not my son, but it, it is very pleasing. And you should not be hurt or offended. But yes, oh, no. it is a glorious thing. <laughs> I think uh, what we can definitely know is that Keith and the girl fans have very high pain thresholds. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we know about them? What kind of people are listening to the show? Well, you know... We're friends with our fans. We have a forums that they interact in. They interact on our chat even when there's not a live show or we're not there. I think one of the biggest things that we love about the people who listen to our show is that they're nice in real life. And they, they're they these people who are listening to an edgy show and you know we say some controversial things. It's just our opinions. It's a difference of opinion maybe than other people, but they get it. And I, I think they, we think that they get it maybe more than other people, that this is a joke or this is a this is something that we should stand behind or whatever it is that we're putting out there. They get it and they share it with each other. So they're meeting in real life with or without us. They're marrying each other. They're friends with each other. They support each other. Um, we had a listener with a tattoo. She unfortunately uh, about a year ago passed away, but she was a huge part of our community. She had lupus and... Um, we had other fans taking care of her. She lived up in uh, Canada. And so for the winter months, uh, other fans of the show would house her so that she doesn't have to go through a harsh winter in 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 Canada. And uh, people would drive her, help her drive down to some of our events and take care of her. And, and, and it wasn't just, you know, I feel bad for this person. They became really close friends, close friends with her husband. There was a whole troupe that came out with their own uh, podcasting with uh, fans of with other fans of the show and it it goes beyond the forums and beyond the chat and beyond just the mp3 that you're downloading it goes to events uh that they produce on their own so that they can get together on under this common umbrella of of humor and also all of our guests that come in when people show up to their show and they say that our podcast is one of the few uh that actually get people to their show when they go to the show 
They're not heckling. They have full respect for the comedian. These are things that we're very proud of because we don't want them to just show up, try to be boisterous, try to get attention, yell Keith and the girl in the middle of their show. We want our guests and our fans to be mutually happy about the things that we do, and we pride ourselves on it, and we take, we, we take on the responsibility. We make sure that they know how how they could be the best audience members, not just for the comedians, but for themselves. You get a much better interaction and a much better experience when you behave. I think our show is very honest, and I think the honesty goes, you know, somehow goes goes to our fans, and they're honest about their opinions, and they, you know, hopefully people that don't know this realize that, you know, most honest opinions are not dumb. Now, some, there's some, you know, <laughs> if you don't believe in gay rights or whatever, that's a dumb opinion. But mo in general, you know, there's so many people out there that think, think the same as you, believe it or not. And yeah, when they go, oh, oh, okay, everybody's being honest here. Let's meet some people. Am I making sense? Yeah. And, and, and one last thing is like, you know, if you're going to say which one of us cares more about our listeners, I have to say that it's Keith. He loves them so much. He married one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get to everyone. But you don't want to make the wedding short because then it doesn't look like you cared enough. So I'm not sure how to play it. I'm in love right now. Yeah, yeah but that's... It'd be very expensive as well to marry all of them. It's right. millions. I know. The good news is there's more and more. The bad news is there's more and more. <laughs> it's like, careful what you wish for. It's like the Wishmaster got me, but we'll see. You're talking about honesty. Right. Uh, do, do you think this comes from the fact that uh, you were putting your relationship out there? Even if you're talking to people every day on a podcast, then they're probably going to feel very personally about you. But how does it work, like having to live your relationship in front of people like that? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big deal to share that because it's not like that's always the most personal thing about us. Um, it, it feels good. It feels good that somebody's listening. I mean, I kind of feel like that's why people go to a therapist. We definitely get automatic feedback about how they feel. We have to take what we want and leave the rest, of course. So it's it's interesting to hear people's perspective on how you relate to a lover, a friend, a family, coworkers, people on the street. I mean, I told people about my road rage, um, about ex-boyfriends, um, about dating in general. I think that these are normal things. I think if everyone just calms down about how how much they have to hide from other people, we wouldn't have to put on so much of a face when we go to brunch or when we go to dinner or whatever, if we all recognize that we are the same person, minor differences, then probably everybody would get along a lot better. It's not that big a deal. You, you made me question something though, and I just looked it up. Hemden and I broke up? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy, I gotta catch up on these shows. When we when we broke up, it took some time before we took our audience because you know we're living together. We're we're still doing shows. It's it, you know maybe the, even the show being our baby, let's say kept us together longer than we should have been so until we're able to process it all and deal with it we're not going to announce it and you know some people knew well there's a period where we let the audience assume we were together and they were hurt by that and they felt lied to and you know i i don't know what i can do about that i'm going through something hard enough as it is i i don't need people's opinions just yet uh and then in the end it turns out uh they understand they get it but you know some things are what they are you're not listening. Nobody was listening to the show just because we were together. Right. It was in, it was interesting and it was part of the show, but I don't think that it's, you know, from theme to theme what makes the show good. You podcasted through the pain when you broke up. You kept on doing 
the show when most people would be splitting their CD collections or drowning right. their sorrows. You could have given yourself some time off. Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say that we're crazy. In all fairness, <laughs> in all fairness, when it comes to, you know, all right, you take your stuff, you take my stuff, and maybe it's why we didn't work out. I would keep my CDs, for example, and books on a separate shelf than hers. But my movies were so much better than her one Drop Dead Fred. And she was upset I wouldn't put in the collection, but I didn't want friends judging us. So that part made it easy. We were very lucky at the end when we when we actually were separating, you know, physically, uh, when we were moving out of each other's places. We walked around the house like it was the old Wheel of Fortune where you get to look around and go, I want this, I want this. And so <laughs> we were very lucky to not want what the other one wanted. So I took the elliptical and he took the Bowflex machine. And, and and also, we didn't really have that much of value because we're not really people who buy gigantic things or have large pur- purchases. We just wanted to keep having this baby. We wanted to keep having the Keith and the Girl show. And we're incredibly, incredibly mature. <laughs> Even right. iTunes says that our show is mature. Right, that's right, they know. <laughs> Wait a minute, I just looked that up. It means we're filthy. Um, but we, the day we broke up, we still did a show that day. And when, when you're saying, you know, you know people, that's an amazing thing, quite frankly, it is an amazing thing. Maybe you didn't say that. Maybe I just made you say that. <laughs> it was an amazing thing, Keith. You know what? It makes me think of something when you say that. Thank you. It is. And it's Very civilized. Uh, it, well, it's also, you know, we always, when we did it, we didn't know where it'd go at first, but at the same time, and especially when we took it as our job, we took it seriously, and we took it as our job. And you don't get to call into your job and say, "Yeah, I broke up with uh, with what essentially is my wife." You know, you you got to plow through it, and you gotta you gotta do your job. So of course it's tough and it's weird, but the, but even when we were in the outs, let's say, those were the moments that we related to each other well. In fact, because in a regular relationship you can. You can not answer a question. You can stare awkwardly when the other partners try to tell you something. You can't have dead air when you're recording an hour, so you have to work through things. That I think that confused us a little bit. Like, mm, maybe I do like this person. We're talking now. The hour's over, though. I don't have to now. My point is it's, it, it, this was our job. We said it's our job. People are counting on us. People got our tattoos. Let's go to work <laughs> one more day. And then, you know, until we get our heads in a normal place, and then let's keep going to work. Yes, but since then, we've implemented some, uh, you know, we have days off for work. So we have sick days. We have... Government uh, days. We have government days, and we also have just in case you break up with your partner days. Right, now we know. (laughs) So in a way, though, the podcast was uh, perhaps therapeutic after the breakup and created this very... uh, very civilized ex relationship you have. Definitely, definitely. We relate so well on the show. We um, it confused us probably to stay together longer. Right, and Kenda's the only ex that I've ever kept in touch with. It's it's weird. I, I don't understand when people do that. Keep in touch with your exes. I get it's <laughs> mature and uh, you know you like certain things about them. Why can't you keep liking them? But uh, thank goodness uh, okay. they still work out. Now I got to call my other exes. Maybe they're still cool too. I don't know. <laughs> well, now that we've uh, raked through your private lives. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's talk business. Do you think that podcasting has a future? Yeah. Podcasting has proven to have more and more of a future every single year that it continues on. You can see how many more podcasters are around. You can see what it's doing to people. You can see how it's it's helping their careers out or just helping their 
their personality or, you know, we learned a lot how to speak and how to interact with people because you're on mic every single day. It's really good practice. So yeah, I think it's staying. I think it's very convenient for the listener. I think it's um, pretty DIY, which makes it, you know, you, you don't have to apply for the job. You can just start. So why wouldn't it stay? I think it's kind of like blogging. At first it was for nerds or for, you know, people, very, very small amount of people who happened to discover it and, you know, took time to to be a part of that world. And now it's sort of this thing that, you know, there are some influential bloggers, there are some smaller bloggers who just want to blog for their family or keep a record of what they did or people who just need an outlet for their work. There are more successful bloggers. And then there's more, you know, there's the smaller blogger who maybe never got a following. But it's available, and I think that it's it's here to stay. And, you know, what do you use now to find your news? You're checking out people's blogs. When do you think podcasting tipped from being something that was kind of for nerds and for people who are pretty tech savvy at the beginning to being much more mainstream with a, a lot more listeners? It's really hard to say. I think it was more of a gradual... January 17th. <laughs> <laughs> I remember exactly where I was. <laughs> I think it was it was a gradual thing. I think the more people listen to it, the more other people discovered it to be able to use it as a medium. I think one of the major things that that helped is it being on iTunes and it being part of when you get your iPhone or at the time um, iPod. Uh, podcasts was one of the one of the tabs that you what right is it yeah one of the one of the tabs that come automatically with the phone yeah and so one of the categories one of the categories so once it became that people were more apt to checking it out it became really easy for people to discover podcasting and to discover podcasts what advice would you give to yourselves now if you were starting out with nine years of experience behind you break up in the first week <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, you know, it's one of the reasons why we wrote the, why we wrote ultimate podcasting guide. Um, we, we learned so much along the way that we put it all in one book. And if we knew all of that stuff, instead of having to discover it, having to sort of pioneer our way through it, we would have been able to make this a hundred percent of our living within six months. It's, it's so easy, but we just had to discover it and had to create some opportunities, had to work out what's next. Now, the road is more paved. There's, you know, there's our guide. There's more information. iTunes is more susceptible. Um, Lipsyn is really helpful. I mean, all the, everything's, everything seems do-it-yourself now. Everything's related to the computer. I mean, when you see, you know, a, a, a talking head show, their Twitter handles underneath their face. You know what I mean? Everything uh, goes along with this. I, th I think the main thing is, uh, if you're, is I know that you're doing a podcast, you can make money, f money from it, and start with that plan right away. Because if, if your plan is to make money, because what could happen is, you know, we we started off going, we don't know where this is going to go. I think right. it's better to know. What do we want to do with this so we could more focus on it right away? So and when we didn't know, I definitely didn't want any money. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But some people want it to be a career. Some people want it as a resume builder. I think that's really good about podcasting is you can use it to help create another path for yourself that's not necessarily financial directly, but it, it, it will eventually lead you to the opportunities that you might not have without it. You're making it so easy for other people because you've done the guide. You had to learn the hard way. It's unfair. We were we were going to call the book. You're welcome. 
<laughs> but it wasn't good for Google searches. Not many people do a daily podcast. That does seem uh, quite a self-punishing uh, thing to do. I, I, I think I want to be fresh. I want to make sure, I don't know, I don't want to talk about a pithy movie and there's another attack on this country, you know, <laughs> something yeah. like that. I want to make sure uh, I'm on top of stuff. But yeah, there's, there's something for me when I listen to something. I, I want it to be recent. I want you to be talking about... The most latest news or pop culture or your life. Right. I, in I, detail. Yeah, instead of waiting a week and then catching up. But, you know, I really, that was really more Keith's decision. And I think if it wasn't his decision then, he would just have a panic attack now. Keith cannot go <laughs> without, like, you know, we might we might not have a, a show scheduled, but something fun or exciting or crazy might happen in, in his life. And he's like, let's go to the studio. Let's record this now. So I feel like if podcasting w wasn't around, you would still hear about his life somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pretend I could be fine doing nothing, but no, I think she's right. You, you'd need the uh, therapeutic outlet. Yeah, you know what I do. It, it is therapy. It does feel good. It's it's good to know, even if I know this at this point, that whatever thing you have going on, at least a quarter of the world is thinking the same thing in general. People are thinking the same thing, going through the same thing. And to get that, let's say, validation back, it, it always feels good. You know you're not crazy. It's It's having brunch with your friends. You know what I mean? And you're like... You say something like, ooh, I put this out there, and everybody is nodding. Yeah, I, I hear you. That feels good. Yeah, I do need it. I do need it. You branched out into Keith and the Girl TV as well. So what is that doing for you if you've already got this uh, podcast outlet? I did some more stuff I have to get off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you find the time to gather so many thoughts. You don't find the time, you make the time. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has time. It's actually just another outlet for another source of creativity. It's... You know, I really think that we pigeonhole artists, you know, if somebody comes out as an actor, if suddenly he's in a musical, it's like, well, why is he deciding that he's a singer now? He was probably always a singer. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, we're not just audio podcasters. I think it's, you know, a, a, an easy transition or at least a logical one to do some TV stuff, some uh, video stuff. We also, I put out a Christmas CD after just years of being a podcaster, there's me singing again. I think that we can do anything, and so can anybody else. If I wanted to be an accountant, I could be an accountant also. I don't want to, but... <laughs> I could be the president. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I can't because I wasn't born here, but I can. Oh. <laughs> Podcasters can be subversive if they want, because right, uh, right. there's no one to tell them not to. Exactly. That's a big, big part of podcasting. I don't think we deal with bosses pretty well, and at this point... You know, when, when people tell us about their bosses and what they said and what they made us do, we can't even imagine going back to some. And, and it's fine. I mean, you know, we're good bosses, but I don't know. Some of the stuff that people, the way people talk to each other is just ridiculous. And I think that it's it's so much easier and you get so much more out of somebody. You get so much more of a community if you just treat people like they're you. It's just tough to relate sometimes with people who have bosses. Like when my wife comes home and if she cries at the way she was talked to at work and I go, I told an Oscar joke and it really didn't go over. <laughs> so you guys are pretty much living the dream and it's completely of your own doing. It's, it's work. It's good. It's work. You know, there's no denying this is, this is our job. But that transition is very scary when you go from uh, giving up your regular job and taking a risk on a new job. But that's what that's what the guide is for. And keeping in mind that if we don't do the work, it doesn't get done. If we don't orchestrate it, it doesn't happen. So um, any anything that gets done, we have to, oh, we, we can't just put it off. We can't 
we can't pass it off to too many people. We do have people working with us now and that makes it so much easier, which is really great. So if you just don't feel like talking one day, there's no excuse. You've still got to do it. Yes. Yeah, especially with sponsors now. They're relying on you as well. Right. We have a calendar and the the years I'm, you know, almost booked up. And so you're like, okay, I have to work these all these days. (laughs) I mean, you have to, you know, no matter what job you have, but to look at a calendar and go, (laughs) definitely. But I mean, it's it's not the worst feeling. You know what I mean? It's the best feeling. Right. (laughs) 